Dark by Design may contain graphic and or explicit content. Audience discretion is advised. Sorry, um, my reaction time is off, so. It's okay. Hello. Hi. How you doing? Good. How are you? And Good. hello and welcome. <laughs> uh, I'm Rachel. And I'm Bev. And you're listening to Dark by Design, the podcast where two creative gals share stories of the macabre to then pick them apart before the nightmares start. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you? I am good. So this good. episode is dropping the freaking week before the mm-hmm. start of October. Oh, oh spooky season oh, i cannot wait oh man you have no idea i'm so ready for fall my body hurts sorry i'm grabbing my boobs a lot hey if you want to see that happen you can go check out our youtube video that's called a great plug ladies and gentlemen but the weather around me has been so nice mm-hmm. and it's been raining a lot and it's been mm-hmm. chilly and cold and i've been actually mm-hmm. able to sleep with my windows open and what mm-hmm. as we're recording this is the second week of august and it's just so pleasantly beautiful outside and it feels like October fall time already. Oh, I cannot wait. Yes. I cannot wait, my friends. Yes. Oh, October oh, in California goes from high 110s to uh-huh. mid 80s. Oh, that's actually a really nice jump. That's a very nice, a nice jump. jump. <laughs> wow. That's, I'm so yeah. excited. Mm-hmm. No, I, uh, how much do I want to dox myself? I live in Pennsylvania. I will, mm-hmm. I will dox myself that far. Uh, our, our climate is definitely not as severe as yours, <laughs> but you're also, by, are you close to a desert? I are am in desert uh, territory. I, yep. I am. Oh, can in I, the am desert. I, am I, I am f- okay. five minutes away from a major desert place. Super cool. I see what you're saying. That's all I will say. <laughs> yeah. If you want to, if you want to cut that out, you're more than welcome to. You oh, can no. just go. I'm yeah, kind of, sort of. Okay, cool. cool, cool. <laughs> I was like, sorry about it. Sorry about it. I complain about not wanting to dox myself, and then I completely just tell everyone where my friends live. <laughs> exact oh, it's okay. Address number. I want Perfect. friends. Oh, you know, honestly, it's a great way to make a friend. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. Very that's true. true. Yeah. And actually, I think that's a actually a great segue into the topic because uh, who doesn't like a little spookiness into your life, right? Ooh. I'm just kidding. Don't show up at our house, okay? But yeah, please uh, don't. What are we talking? I've had a stalker before. I really don't want to. I no, really don't that. want another stalker. Like we want, like we'll take friends, but like not not like that. Just uh, just be cool. Yeah. Be cool. And if you're not, we're gonna put you in timeout. But you can totally come back out of timeout if you just be cool. All right. I want to say we're getting our our. Um, our groove. Our sea legs. Yeah, we're getting our yeah, groove. We're getting yeah, our we're getting the sea legs of our of our radio wave surfing. Or I don't know. I feel like we're getting this hosting thing down packed. More absolutely. Points, right? We're <laughs> absolutely getting this hosting thing down. We're doing uh-huh. amazing. We're doing absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beverly, mm-hmm. your sweet, your sweet, adorable grandmother approved of our banter. And so that means we are the best of all time. We'll take the Emmy or Oscar or uh, I don't know what the award is, but we'll take it now, please. Thank you. Uh, podcast <laughs> award. <laughs> yeah, the podcast award, whatever. Streamies? I don't know what it is, but we'll Actually, take it, it was, now. We're- it, was, um, mm-hmm. it was Jacob's grandma, Terry. Terry approved mm-hmm. of our banter. Mm-hmm. Jacob, your grandma's Terry's the best awesome. in the world. 
Terry, yeah. Miss Terry, I love you, Miss Terry. One day I will meet you, Miss Terry. She was a hippie. <gasps> That's why like I love Miss Terry. Uh, she was a full-on hippie. She was showing me pictures when she was younger. And yes, go on. Yes. There's yes, one where she's like, she has like, um, like sh- these nice shorts on and like a loose, uh, like tank top type thing that goes like this. Oh, she had really yeah, long Terry. blonde hair and she was just Terry. like leaning to the side with like a cigarette, just kind of like this. Yeah. And I was like, she was a cool girl. damn Terry, you were a milf. <laughs> <laughs> What's Terry doing nowadays? No, I'm just kidding. Aw, man, Miss Terry, I'm so very excited. One day I'm gonna, we're going to meet and we're, I'm going to interview you whether you like it or not, in like the most peaceful weed smoking way possible. I don't know if you still smoke weed, but if you like to, I partake in it a lot. <laughs> but to each its own vice, I'll bring many, many a thing with me. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. legal. Hey, listen, that's legal. ADF, legal. if you're listening to us, if that's the right ATF, AK, alcohol, CIA, drugs, KKK. Uh, yeah, some DEA. acronym that's in the government. Thank you. Yeah, just don't come for me. It's all legal. Thank you. It's all legal. Thank you. How did for we get coming here? to our second TED Talk? Spooky season. Do you have Halloween yes. decorations up yet? <laughs> no. I fully <laughs> plan yet. on being the first house on our block to have Halloween decorations up. Absolutely do, do it. it. Do it. Oh, I absolutely love that. I, I will fully admit I have planned nothing. And I, I need your help and I need the listener's help, right? And I'm like actually genuinely asking because I have no idea what to do. So my birthday is on October 29th. I'm three ber- I'm three days away from, thank you. I'm three days away from Halloween and I'm a spooky little bitch for a reason, right? It's also my 30th birthday this year and I have no idea what to do. I'm also broke. So if you have any like really inexpensive ways to celebrate a 30th, let me know. <laughs> How about you throw to do. a potluck uh-huh. party, right? Where you invite all oh. of your friends, but mm-hmm. everyone has to come dressed as a character from like Lord of the Rings or, or some fantasy <gasps> thing oh, where everyone comes dressed as a vampire. Mm. Mm. Yes. I'm liking this. And then, I'm liking this. Um, you have like punch and it's uh-huh. called um, like a period oh, joke. Yeah. <gasps> oh! No, okay, listen, everybody has to come as a hit. Okay, wait, no, it's a double entendre because everyone has to come dress as a historical figure and the punch is called uh, the Red Sea. It's a period joke, but it's also at the same time, it's like a, it's like a, it's a a period piece. That's what it is. It's a period piece. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, why am I the way that I am? Gosh, I love it. it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. That is a great idea. Best Actually, idea I've heard all day. Idea. Thank you. Actually, no, it thanks you. I wouldn't have been able to springboard dive head first in that great idea if it wasn't for you building the springboard. <laughs> so thank you. I love, I love it. <laughs> Heck yeah. Shall we uh, start the episode? Or would you like to yes. banter back and forth? We got a long episode today. It's a long we episode, so buckle up, buttercups. Very long episode, and I am so sorry for it. <laughs> no, it's okay. But I'm, I'm also not sorry for talk. it. Yeah, no, it's going to be so fucking cool. She covers so many topics. I haven't actually read through the notes, so we're all going to be surprised together. I'm going to keep the banter down to as much as I can. Y'all know it's hard for me, but I'll try. So, uh, and if you're more curious, one more time, I got to talk a little (laughs) bit more. So if you're, (laughs) speaking of which, uh, if you would like to find more information, 
photos and videos on today's topic you can find them on the show's website at darkbydesignpodcast.com, which is also linked in the description below. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and give us a like, comment, and subscribe because that would be super awesome. And we also like to hear from you and know that we like you like what we're doing, which is cool. Mm-hmm. It's a way to talk to us, which is fun. Uh, also, if you're listening on other streaming platforms, please rate us five stars and leave us a nice comment or two because that would be really nice. And we will compliment you back on live on air. Yes. Um, We've been having a lot of uh, weird things to post in the comments. Thank you, Beverly. I, I appreciate them for the last couple episodes. I would have kept <laughs> that going. Um, so uh, for the lack of better terms, what's like the craziest occult thing that you've heard of? And not like Ooh. stupid random shit, but like what's like a really good like actual like historical weird shit people used to do? Leave us a comment below because we're going into the Halloween season and I love a good historical fact. So hook us up. a good spooky thing. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it'll be great. Um, also, uh, speaking of cute little spooky things, you can follow you can follow Bev at Beverlocks <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram, <laughs> Twitch, and YouTube. Uh, that's Beverlocks with two S's, and I am Miss Quirk. Uh, that's with two K's at the end. I'm on uh, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube as well, so you can go and follow us as uh, as well as the podcast on all of those networks, which are. Um, Oh, also, we have a Patreon now. We got to start pushing that. Oh, God, we got Patreon. So if you want to hear more of us, and I know you guys like how we talk because y'all keep downloading us. We almost at, like, what, almost uh, 300 downloads within yeah, the first we are, three weeks of being mm-hmm. live. So, like, we are first off, thank the you. the hell out of this podcast. So we, we are, are. Oh, my God, we, we don't are. know how many <laughs> downloads we're at right now at the end of September, but. It's very true. Mid-August. Mm-hmm. 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 Tell them, Bev. Yeah, we're almost mm-hmm. there. I totally forget the timeline of these things. This is why Bev is here. She's like, she's the one that keeps this train on track. I'm the one that's driving. <laughs> she's guiding. It's a mess, but we're a hot mess. So thank you for Hot Mess Express. Us. Absolutely. Speaking Choo-choo. of the uh, train to hell, could you tell us a little bit more of occultism? Because I'm <laughs> so ready to go yes. on this ride. Yay. Uh huh. Buckle in. Thank you. Okay, wait. Oh, oh, let me. Okay, situated, right, situated, situated, situated. Going up the roller coaster right now. In. Ooh, uh huh. Oh, God. Is this a real big drop? Because I'm so fucking ready for it. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. You I'm not look shaking. down. <laughs> uh huh. And there's Ooh. a small little tiny drop. Let's get into it. So, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I just coast into our seats. Love so, it. Great anticipation building. Thank you mm-hmm. so much. Thank you. Absolutely. And then just a disappointment at the end, like I was mm-hmm. to my mother. So occultism oh, can be defined. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> occultism can be defined as the belief mm-hmm. in or the study of supernatural or supernormal events that generally fall outside the scopes of religion and science. Wow. I'm one sentence in, but I'm going to segue really quick. Sure. Go I for had it. to look up what too. supernormal meant. Because I've I was never just fucking heard that. Yep. I was yep. like, what's super normal? It's like basically extraordinary? Just <laughs> extraordinarily normal. That's what I thought it was. And I was like, yeah. so why are why is that categorized under the occult? So it turns out super normal and supernatural are just two different ways of saying the same thing. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. They're synonyms. Okay, but I understand. Got like it. Like okay. supernatural, or I guess supernatural doesn't mean like very natural, you know? I, Super in this tent in in this case would be like um, other than we talk kind of 
Okay, like, yeah, like, like a like um like an antidote. Is it like the Oh, okay. Yeah. I think another uh kind of like a miracle. Like the good like a really good thing that happens could be like super normal like the Virgin mm-hmm. Mary tears or something like that. I don't yeah. know. I'm speculating wildly here. Yeah. But a, okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I have no idea. I, I have or like yeah. a, this is like Linguistics it's a chair, majors? but it's like a really cool chair. Yeah, linguistics yeah, majors. Linguistics or English majors. majors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you guys know, help. let us know. Cause yes. yeah, help because we need help. <laughs> yeah. You can hear it. You hear Cecilia struggling too. <laughs> We're just over here with our gears turning in our heads. Mm-hmm. We could have so, Googled it, but we won't. We won't. It's we're here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're mm-hmm. in for this ride with us. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. In recent years, occultism has taken on a ne- negative connotation in the Western world. However, in Eastern countries, occultism is more accepted than it is here. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I believe the reasoning behind this or behind the negative connotation is that many people mix up or tend to like blend occultism and cults. I mean, I, oh, the reason, shit. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's because they sound so similar, but yeah. occultism and cults like really don't have, normally don't have like anything to do with each other. Um, they are not one and the same. Gotcha. But they're rather like very, very different. Um, Understood. Out of curiosity, is there a possibility that they could sometimes overlap, but they are not one and the same? Yes. Okay. So cool. some cults do mm-hmm. adopt occult practices. Okay. Um, okay. You. <laughs> so um, occultism and cults are not one and the same but rather they're very different. Some cults may adopt occult practices like the examples that we just touched on, but mm-hmm. not all cults are a cult. So get your mm-hmm. mind out of the cult gutter. Throw it out. Get that <laughs> Throw it out now. Yeah. So just for general okay. knowledge, um, according to the CUNY, the City University of New York, I believe is what it's called, CUNY website's uh, Digital Occult Library, occult is, quote, considered to be a religious, spiritual, or philosophically fringe belief system enforced and developed by a singular charismatic leader. So that oh, is shit. what a cult is. So it's it's like a, it's very fringe belief, so like QAnon and shit, um, that people look up to one leader or sometimes multiple leaders that are just like the select few. Um, and they, they, they kind of all like practice the same thing. So according to the oh. same website, a cult, okay. so O-C-C-U-L-T, can be translated very, very roughly to a disparate set of beliefs, beliefs and practices from across mm-hmm. all cultures and time periods and human existence that are characterized by their esoteric, in spiritual nature, sorry, this is a long one, as well as their propensity okay. to be kept si- to, to be kept secret from the general population for fear of persecution, misuse, misunderstanding, or to retain power through secret knowledge. I know that was a lot. Let me recap really quickly. <laughs> yes, please. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cult, you're looking up to one person. It's a pyramid scheme. A cult is a set of beliefs and practices that are may be considered fringe by some people sure. that are practiced throughout different 
religions, different cultures across all time and space. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kabbalah, that's a cult because it's something that's been kept up, right? Like the Freemasons. Oh, I see. The Freemasons are a mm-hmm. cult. Okay. They are and also are saying... categorized mm-hmm, under gotcha. the, the secret societies. I see. And we are saying occult, O-C-C-U-L-T. They mm-hmm. are not a cult. They are mm-hmm. a part of the occult. Occultism. Occult. Okay. Yes. Occultism. I just want to clarify it because I keep getting, uh, I'm like, oh, is that a cult or occult? But okay. I just want to clarify. Thank you. Anyway. I'll start saying for... occult. <laughs> yeah. No, it's fine. <laughs> also, just a really quick segue. I like how their acronym is CUNY. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's so close to CUNT. Yeah, oh, oh I man, kept, they got to throw a T in somewhere. It kept auto-correcting the cunt, and I was like, Google, Aww. please, <laughs> please stop. I don't want my, I don't want my, uh, my history to be that weird. Stop yeah, it, <laughs> please. <laughs> Dang. The digital occult library at cunt. <laughs> Ugh, Ooh, but that's fair. Yeah, right. So, um, that definition I just gave, I said roughly mm. because there isn't actually a set definition for this. So. Oh, Every single source that you look at, mm-hmm. yeah, it may have some like overlapping qualifications for the definition, but everything okay. is just wildly different. Like it's, ah, yeah. So this was like the most okay. well put together definition that I could find. Um, I was going to say it was very imp- anthropological. So great, mm-hmm. great job. I don't know if that's a word, but I'm going to say it confidently yeah. and act like it is. So it is very anthropological. Hey, you know what? If we're going to talk about a cult, I feel like I would be a good cult leader. So the charismatic one of it, I'm going to make that a word now. So if it not already is, yeah. go ahead as you are. Yeah, I would join your cult. <laughs> I feel you. like I'm very gullible and I would probably join any cult. I know for a fact I probably would have been in the Manson family. Oh, abs- I, I wouldn't join, but I definitely would smoke weed with you guys. Not going to lie. I... <laughs> I take it back. I don't think I would be. They mm-hmm. did weird sex things, and I'm very like, oh, you shy. know, what? that's true. That is yeah. True. So I definitely wouldn't have joined. I also don't think I would have fallen for killing people. I would have left. I agree with you 110. I would have. I'm not I, that honestly, I would have packed Yeah, I would have packed up my rolling papers and said, "Hey, I wish you guys the best, but don't involve me." Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Hey, I think honestly, this is why we make a great team because yes. hey, you you could be a great. Uh, cult follower talk me down from the ledge (laughs) yeah i can be a great uh cult leader so i'm just saying that if we ever want to have like a really like funny i don't know it has to be like something that's non-serious because i don't want to get in trouble with like the law and someone's law that i'm like a (laughs) communism or something like that so like but i just want to have like a really funny like little cult thing going or i don't know yeah it'll be fun anyway that sounds awesome Sorry, I'm like trying. It's if it okay. sounds like I'm farting, I'm not. It's this chair. I had to. That's good. Another segue. Sorry. Um, sure. I had a different chair. It was like mm-hmm. that beige one, and like yeah. I like that chair because I can sit cross-legged, which is what's most comfortable for me. Yeah. And this chair, it actually has like arms, so I can't mm-hmm. do that, and it fucking sucks. <gasps> no. So like I'm over here like in a weird position trying to adjust, and then I'm also wearing shorts, and it's also leather. It's just really hot. But the other one, oh, the gosh. seat fell through yesterday, and I, like, completely ate shit in the middle of work. So that was fun. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry for laughing. <laughs> Dang, I really tried to hold that one in. I don't know if you can see it on my face. <laughs> 
Ah, damn. Was it? Is it just like an old chair, just like made shittily? Yeah, it's just an old chair. Okay, that's fair. But yep. that's like, oh man, that's like the like such a heartbreak because you're like my yeah. favorite thing finally gave out. Yeah. Oh man, it gave out. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry okay. about that. As a as a fan of someone who loves to thrift, I'm one of those girls. Um, when my one of my favorite pieces break, it's like heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. I'm so sorry about that. Oh, it's mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> it's just really comfortable. Thanks. I'll look for a new chair after Denmark. But heck yeah, yeah. So um, it was hard to decide with this episode exactly where I wanted to go with it because sure, occultism yeah. is just like such a broad topic that we could honestly cover over like many episodes. Like this could be a six part series, honestly, but I'm not going to do that to you guys. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. It's like talking about like the animal kingdom and going, all right, now we're going to talk about every single species that we got here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. I see what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can't sit through long series. Mm -hmm. I get very bored, especially like podcast series. Um, I, I need like, one hitters so that's kind of what i aimed to do in this one so Mm uh yeah so like my thought process kind of went do i want to explain every single occult practice and belief that it that there is out there or do i want to focus on some more well-known ones and dive into the history and practices surrounding them um so it's kind of like teeter-tottering between the two because there are so many practices and beliefs that fall under this umbrella term of occult um yes yeah Mm. so it like it it depends which hemisphere you're from pretty much so many westerners so Mm -hmm. like the you know like the united states central america south america etc um maybe even like europe they yeah Mm -hmm. yeah they um correlate occultism to satanism dark magic witchcraft and like weird demonic summonings but that's oh. just so, yeah, it's just so far from the truth. Because, like, a cult is not a bad thing. Like, you can't mm-hmm. just assume that it's, like, always used for evil or, or like, always used for dark magic, etc. Like, it branches out so much more than that. Like, yeah, some people may take saying. occultism and run with it. And they're like, I'm going to sub- summon, like, every single demon that's, like, in the first, like, eight layers of hell. <laughs> and they're gonna do my bidding like yeah okay right. that's on you guy that's your prerogative i don't care but that there's also other good things that are part of it that's just like exactly it's mysterious it's the mysticism that scares yeah. people i think the most yes yeah it's it's and not knowing bad... mm-hmm. yeah yeah and like the, the i'm sorry the loudest and the scariest thing gets the most attention and then that mm-hmm. one becomes all and it just the, kind of ruins know. it for everyone else yeah yep Yep, I yes, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, that is a great wild. that is a great thing to bring up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like, not everything's bad, not everything's black and white. I'm sure you guys know that because if you're listening, then you're clearly one of the smarter ones. But exactly, exactly, <laughs> you two are a spooky little thing. So uh, some people may take this and go the demonic route, um, but that's mm, a very very yes. small minority of people that do practice the occult. For most people, however, occultism encompasses uh, topics of astrology. So, hello, horoscopes. If you're into horoscopes, you're into the occult. Hate to break it to you. Zodiacs. Stop Mm -hmm. talking down on us. (laughs) Yeah, get out of here. Honestly. Stop gentrification or occultism. Get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) 
Or, you know, if you're still here, tell us what your sign is down below. Yep. That's true. <laughs> I'm a Scorpio, if that wasn't very clearly obvious. I'm a Gemini. My, I'm very scatterbrained. Um, hey, me too. I'm not two-faced, though. Stop saying that about Geminis. It's not true. Yeah, not every single one of them. Not every single one that of us. Cool. Only some. That's cool. Mm -hmm. I'm cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, bad names. Mm -hmm. We just talked about it. You know, one does not mm -hmm. mean all. Thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Did you know Trump is a Gemini and so is Kanye West? No, don't say that. I'm so yeah. sorry that they're on your team. Oh, you know it's who okay. I have? Right, uh, wider. Sorry, I already Are said you it. fucking no. serious? Why not? You have Winona Ryder? Why not a writer? Yeah, sorry, I flipped the W and the R. Yeah, I do. Yeah, also, I think she's born on my birthday. Hold on, let me Google that. <laughs> I'm cooler than you. <laughs> I was born the same day kidding. as Tupac. <laughs> oh! Okay, you you outcold me. <laughs> no, I think Winona Ryder. I'll admit that. that. No, it's fine. It's she's fine. so cool. She's been in, like, so many roles. Who is she? She's the mom in Stranger Things. She mm -hmm. was... October twenty ninth, nineteen seventy one. Holy shit! Are you serious? Yeah. Also, inter it's also National Cat Day in the United States. Uh, it's also my birthday too. What a great yeah, fucking day! That should be a national yeah. holiday, honestly. I'm telling you what, mm -hmm. we should all get off. Oh well, I mean, I wish y'all get off, but we, we should, should all get, get off, off of work that day. Yep. And uh, play with get our off pussies. Of work That's and what get we off. should do. Yeah. Play with your <laughs> pussy on your day off. <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm a cat lady for a reason. I was born on the day. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, I went on a tangent. As you are. <laughs> <laughs> so occultism encompasses topics of astrology, so horoscopes, uh, like what we just mm -hmm. talked about, uh, the yes. Kabbalah, divination, scrying, mm -hmm. historically secret societies, so like the Masons, um, okay. Hermeticism, and theurgy, to touch on a few. I After don't know what those last two are. So uh, Hermeticism. I'm sorry. Hermeticism. Yeah. Insert ele elevator music here. Hermeticism is a label used to designate a philosophical system that is primarily based on the purported teachings of Hermes Trismegistus. Trismegistus. He's a Hellenistic combination of the Greek god Hermes and the Egyptian god Thoth. Oh, how interesting. Mm -hmm. So In that's that Hermeticism. Yeah, thurgy, or mm -hmm. I don't know how you say it, uh, the operation or effect of a supernatural or divine agency in human affairs, a system of white magic practiced by the early Neo-Palatians. Oh, no, mm -hmm. I can't sound it out in my head. Um, there you go. That's cool. I don't know. Yeah. Damn. So operation effect of supernatural or divine agency in human affairs. Yeah, so I guess just like the, I don't know magic nature on on human behavior i guess i'm not quite sure but anyway that makes okay. sense that sounds cool fuck yeah mm -hmm. we learn things here in this podcast yeah. you can't we you can't do say that you things. don't learn something here if you haven't yeah. learned anything then you are a liar good sir because i know for a fact you have i know mm -hmm. for a fact you did not know children picked eggs from hagley woods oh yeah World War yeah. Two. Mm -hmm. episode seven Mm -hmm. a throwback callback whatever the kids are saying yeah see now yep. you know you know yep. it might be a good fact or it might be a silly little fact but at the end of the day it's still a fact it is a fact something. and you still mm -hmm. learn something mm -hmm. <laughs> so after much debate i decided to focus on a few of these topics that may help prepare you guys and you rachel for episode <gasps> 13 Ooh. which i won't reveal yet <gasps> however oh, shit. I, yeah uh-huh uh -huh. 
If you guys are able to guess what we will be talking about in two weeks, count them, two weeks, leave us a comment below. And if you are right, then we will give you a shout out on our next episode. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love Mm -hmm. that. Hurrah. Yes, absolutely. I'm here for it. So in this episode, sorry, go ahead. Mm -hmm. No, I'm just listening. Yeah, I'm just here. I'm buckling up. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. All right. So in this episode, we'll be telling you a brief history of occultism and we'll go into the most prominent practices between the late 19th to late 20th centuries um, and some of the major practices throughout history. We'll be bringing in some more specific practices along the way um, as we progress through the timeline. You'll be hearing about mediumship, divination and scrying. And then this is not necessarily occult, but it does have to do with the occult, the Society for Psychical Research. I'm sure some of you guys have heard of it. Yeah. I think I have, Um, yes. I want to be a part it's, of it. it. Sounds really fun. After you hear about it, I don't think you you will want to. But <laughs> okay, never mind. I retract my statement until I hear further evidence. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Jumping the gun, I hear. Okay, cool. I'll sit. <laughs> they're they're not horrible. They're just they kind of the worst. Poopers? Yeah, they're, okay. they're party poopers. Never um, mind. Okay. Yeah. So we'll be going. Well into the general history and bring each of these subjects in along the timeline, as I mentioned earlier, so they make sense chronologically. Um, Additionally, we'll also be touching on when and why these practices began to be seen as demonic or ungodly, as Christians like to call it. (laughs) Got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know a lot of people kind of associated the occult with like demonic practices until I did this research. I literally okay. had to sift through pages, mm-hmm. pages of Christian websites that were calling these perfectly normal practices ungodly. Please. Oh, wow. Tarot Just reading don't. is not ungodly, Pastor Jim. It's normal. It's fun. It's like manifestation. Yeah. It's intuition. You get to get in touch with yourself. It is not ungodly. Um, But for this episode, I got most of my information from the City University of New York's Digital Occult Library. So, Cooney, a.k.a. Cunt. Cunny. Ah, Uh yes. Cooney. Oh, yeah. Okay. I see how you can say It might be Cunny. Yep. I like Cooney. Cooney? We'll interchange it. Hell yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll just switch it up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um. So if you guys would like to learn more about this ginormous topic, I highly recommend checking out their website. I'll link it in the sources on our website um, at www.darkwebdesignpodcast.com. No, at Gmail. Just dot com. Um, it's, you can email us at yeah, Gmail, but that's you it. You can email yeah. us at Gmail, but otherwise it's just dot com for our website. Um, yeah, I mumbled. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no worries. <laughs> Um, so this website is really cool. It's factual, it's unbiased, and it's very well researched. Um, Mm. it's kind of like, I wouldn't say it's like JSTOR. It's like a, it's like a blog, but it's not just opinion. If that makes sense. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. They have like a really cool article on Midnight Gospel, which is a show on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, it's so good. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I do. I do. Oh, how exciting. It's a cartoon. 
Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, I would love to. Oh, I kind of want to read that article now. Okay, so cool. It's like a really cool website. Oh, all right. Yeah. I have to check this out. Yeah, they're really cool. <laughs> what is it again? What's that? Uh, oh, the uh, city, go ahead. The City University yeah, of city New York's Yeah, City University digital. of New York's Digital Cult Library. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like on the right-hand side, they have a link for the Midnight Gospel. Um, Perfect. All right, so let's get into it. Earlier, mm-hmm. I mentioned the sort of definition of occultism. Um, mm-hmm. The actual word occult, however, comes from the Latin word uh, occultus, which can be translated okay. to knowledge of the hidden. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I see. According I to see. Wikipedia, the oldest use of the term came about in France, or at least the oldest recorded use of the term came about in France in 1853, by Freemason mm-hmm. author Jean-Marie Rahon. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so, the Freemason again. again. He's French. Bring that's why I said his name like that. Wow. Oh. 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 Interesting. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, French people. The Freemasons, again. You know, no, we're ne- not sorry, but we are sorry. Yep, we did the, pick on the Dutch last episode. We picked on the Dutch last episode. Yep. <laughs> we're picking on the French again this episode. <laughs> That's right. We either love everyone equally or we hate everyone equally. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. We hate on each other equally, but we don't. We hate don't each discriminate. Other. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I'm rambling. I'll let you continue. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Jean Marie Vergon, their use of the word was seen in the popular work Masonerie Occulte, which translates to occult masonry in English. Um, Ooh, okay. This work addressed how occult has been used since the Renaissance for occult sciences and occult philosophy. Oh, Mm -hmm. so like alchemy and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Alchemy. Alchemy is, yeah. Yeah, that was one of the major ones. Um, Oh, shit. Ding, ding. Ten points. Ding, ding, ding. You learned something new today, folks. (laughs) Thank you. I can can actually reference that back. I knew that because of a video game. (laughs) Uh, So touching on the occult sciences, Mm -hmm. these were developed in the 16th century, so the 1500s, and it was an umbrella term for astrology, alchemy, as Rachel stated earlier, divination, and natural magic, baby. So, yeah, again, we're seeing astrology in this group. Um, However, the zodiac signs weren't created in the 16th century, but rather they were created way before that like millennia before that yeah the yeah the 12 zodiac signs were created by the ancient babylonians in the late 2000s bc whoa bce yes yeah but it wasn't until the times of like ancient greece uh that we saw them coming more to the forefront we see the zodiac also being very important, like a very important part of ancient Chinese societies around that time as well, albeit like a different yes. zodiac. So like the Western yes. version of it is the the 12 signs. So like um, Aries, is Aries the first? Yeah, Aries all the yeah. way through Pisces. Um, I see. Whereas in um, like China, or at least the Chinese zodiac, it is the, you know, like the dog, the dragon, the hare, the pig, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the reason that the Zodiac came to be was that the Mesopotamians, the ancient Mesopotamians, mm-hmm. saw the position of the sun against different constellations and gave each position an assigned name and time period 
based on their observations. Very quick segue about this. When I look up at the stars, the only constellation I know is the Big Dipper. Uh-huh. How... How do they know? How, how did they, they know see all of that? All these different shapes in the stars. I don't get it. It's crazy. Yeah. How did the how did you figure that out without Google? I would like to know. Mm-hmm. How did you just figure that out on your own? Because that's like a like a, a Morris code of bullshit up there. Like someone yeah. just yeah. A oh Morse my God. code wow. of bullshit. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. That's how that was. Wow. I'm in like complete shock. I'm actually lost for words. You can mark that on the calendar. Wow, that's really cool. I didn't know the Babylonians like figure that out that's yeah. awesome because i thought it came from ancient greece but ancient greece just like magnified it mm-hmm. and made it popular wow that's amazing yeah. thanks for sharing that from there it wasn't until the renaissance that we see the zodiac signs uh being used under the general astrology terminology and finally given a place mm-hmm. within uh, as an occult science um so it was in the renaissance that it was officially designated a science or occult I science see. rather Mm-hmm. how interesting okay so it's been around for a bit but that's the only time it was really categorized wow yeah. okay very yeah. fun very fun huh. it's really wow. cool <laughs> i love history mm-hmm. me too i love it uh aside from astrology we also see occultism very present in all sorts of ancient and medieval societies so mm-hmm. from 1515 bce to the 1600s or 1660s ce we see occultism, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that's I, that's a long that's that a long, is a long time. time, that's more than mm-hmm. a thousand years. How many years is that? Sixteen hundred plus fifteen hundred, that's like three thousand thirty five hundred years, something like that. I think. Yeah, yeah, sounds I right. I can't do the math. Yeah, but like, yeah, no, yo, no, no, it's correct. It's like the opposite sides of the timeline. That's the spectrum. Mm-hmm. If you understand the the timeline, BC, yeah, CE. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think you're right on with the with the math. Holy shit. Yeah. Good math. They, Good math. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so over the course of like this huge time span, um, we see occultism play a major like play a major part in ancient Rome, ancient Greece, ancient Egypt, ancient Persia, and all the way up through Queen Elizabeth the First, the monarch of England. Ancient wow, societies, okay. yeah, ancient societies use divination, scrying, and astrology as a means to devise their war strategies, tell the future, quote unquote, and make the next best moves for the expansion of their kingdoms. So okay. just for mm-hmm. some juxtaposition here, it appears that occultism was more of a tool back then for next moves and life or death reasons amongst royalty. So like... um, like oh, like shit. the Aztecs would have priests that would do like peyo and like not peyo mm. sorry uh, ayahuasca mm-hmm. and like yeah get in touch with like their ancestors so like that's occultism and then they would gotcha. use that to kind of same with like ancient Egypt and ancient Greece like the the oracles in ancient Greece yes mm-hmm. you know I just um, correlate them yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to make this statement, and I'm not going to explain it at all, and then you're just going to carry on as you are. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you guys a research topic. Okay. Vulvas, Icelandic folklore magic. Go look it up. I'm not explaining anything. Go look it up. Yep. Like the vagina. Can I ask for clear? Oh, vulva. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to look that but up. But it also has, yeah, what it has to do, do with Icelandic magic. Oh, I'd love to do it, actually, yeah. 
actually is really cool. I I, I am reading a book on is it, it right like now. Is it like sex magic? <laughs> Why am I like that? No, it's not sex magic at all. I'm not explaining it. You have to look it up. Okay, I'm going to look it up. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to look into yeah, that. It, yeah, it's a... Uh, um, Icelandic ma- like magic folklore vulvas, essentially. Yep, spelled like the vagina part. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. As you are. Ooh, I'm so Thank excited. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, occultism was used as a tool back then in order to devise mm-hmm. war strategies, uh, make sure that they're still on the right track, etc. Whereas now, mm-hmm. or today, occultism is has been seen as more of like a parlor trick. So like... Mm playing Ouija board at a sleepover, right? Um, mm-hmm. Or, like, people reading your cards on YouTube or, like, divination oh God, yeah. on YouTube. So that's a form of occultism. So it's, like, way more accessible. So the French term was first used in 1853 by Jean-Marie Ragon, who was a Freemason author. The mm. first use, or, like, the earliest use of the term in English, however, came about in 1875, in the American Spiritualist magazine article titled Spiritual Scientist. Mm. New band name? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Actually, that sounds really cool. I love it. <laughs> um, but oh. the Spiritual Scientist, this article was mm-hmm. written by Helena Blavatsky, who founded the Theosophy religion. Um, Helena, she is such a fucking vamp, dude. I... <sighs> God, I could go on a deep dive about Helena. Like, people give her shit over, like, the Mahatma papers, which we'll get into later. Like, people just don't believe it. Blah, 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 blah. That's your prerogative. If you don't want to believe it, whatever. I went into it head first, and I was like, this is fucking cool. Like, even if it's not real, (laughs) just the fact that someone could, like, come up with, like, papers like that. Because, like, in my research, I read through all of them. They were so cool. Wow. There's so many, but oh my oh. god, they're just so freaking cool. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm down to do a piece on her. Hell yeah, fuck yeah, let's yeah. do it. She's such a badass. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she. Oh, I would love to listen to a badass diva talk about the occult. Yeah. Oh, oh yes. Uh huh. Uh-huh. She. Um. So again, this is like the 1800s, the late 1800s. Mm. She founded mm-hmm. a religion. She traveled mm-hmm. all over the world. The, the, like, home base of theosophy was um, in India, somewhere in India. Oh. It was really cool. Okay. But um, she was, like, Russian, I think. Mm. But she was born and raised in England, I believe. And she was just this fucking amazing, incredible, beautiful, incredible fucking independent woman in the 1800s. And she lived such wow. a wonderful and thrilling life. Um, wow. Yeah. The first time I ever heard about her was actually in Occult Confessions, which is another podcast. Um, Plug in two podcasts today. Um, Sure. But Occult Confessions, they, I found them two or three years ago. And like every, they divided, they divide their podcast into like seasons and they cover like a different broad topic every season and go into like the timeline and the history. It's, it's really well-researched. But um, it actually, that was the first podcast I ever heard that prompted me to start deep diving into, because I used to be scared of like witchcraft and like stuff like that. Like being raised in a Latina household, like it's demonic, like blah, 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 blah. That is fair. Yeah. Hearing, <laughs> yeah. 
hearing that podcast take on it just kind of put it into perspective for me like not everything's bad and like a lot of this has an explanation a lot of it it's really good um Mm -hmm. the host has a phd in occult sciences i believe or occult practices Mm -hmm. oh you can you can major in that yeah in maryland damn it uh but that podcast all the voice actors are and like the participants are also his students so it's really cool but back to Helena Blavatsky, um, she used the yes. terminology first, and it only grew and grew from there. So, um. mm-hmm. so as soon as it expanded into like English speaking territory, mm-hmm. it just exploded overnight. Like just the spiritualist <gasps> movement. Mm-hmm. So, oh. by the time the twentieth century hit, it was basically a household term. So, a cult was a household term. So, mm. mm-hmm. so we can see it kind of evolving over time and it's really cool between the 19th and the 20th centuries we see the rise in american mysticism which is commonly referred to as the american spiritualist movement and that's all thanks to the fox sisters um god i love the fox sisters they're so fun they're so uh-huh. fun <laughs> i know of them but i don't know too much but go mm-hmm. ahead tell yeah. us about the fox sisters they're they so cool. oh i'll get into it sort of mm-hmm. again this is very mm-hmm. brief <laughs> But um, Mm -hmm. also during this time, so the the end of the 19th up to like the mid 20th centuries, we also see a rise in prominent figures. So like Helena Blavatsky, who also went as by Madame Blavatsky, Aleister Crowley, Mm -hmm. and Dionne Fortune, as well as different practices, including but not limited to seances, fortune telling, mediumship, and mesmerism. So... Mm-hmm. So wow. I didn't know there was a difference between mediumship and mesmerism until I looked it up. So mesmerism is basically like hypnotizing. So like you're mesmerizing okay. the audience, like you tell them to all go and like lull themselves into a deep sleep, blah, 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 blah. Mediumship gotcha. is basically when you're making contact with the other side. So like through a physical or a spiritual sense is and, and like you're making contact with them. So yes, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, um, I was I was actually mulling over the idea of the the difference between the two. So thank you for for letting me yeah. know that. <laughs> so thank you. Yeah, thorough research, thorough research. Good on you. Thanks. <laughs> you know, it's not that thorough, but we're gonna keep plowing through it. <laughs> That's fine. Say it with confidence. I'd never know. <laughs> uh, so keep in mind that during the Victorian era, there was a huge spike in the interest surrounding the occult. I mean, people were paying big bucks, like big, big bucks in order to see mystics. Um, Wow. Like back then, it was 25 cents a ticket, which adjusted for inflation today, that is $9.62. Well, yesterday it was $9.62. It might be more today. (laughs) Um, In order to see the Fox sisters in New York. So... Seeing this, these occultists oh. was basically like going to the movies. It was like a great form of entertainment, and it cost roughly the same price as a movie ticket. Maybe not today, but five years ago. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what? That's too funny. I was just going to make that correlation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. How entertaining. Okay. Yeah. That was a good. That's a good perspective on on the uh, the 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 movement. The Interesting. Movement. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Um. 
Because of this huge rise in Victorian era mysticism, we also see an even bigger rise in the skepticism surrounding the occult. Even though, yeah, even though some of the people demonstrating physical and magical abilities may have been the real deal, there were almost just as likely, there were more than likely just as many people that were frauds. And because of this, Ah. yeah, (laughs) because of this, a fact-checking society um, was created in order to, I'm going to repeat that, sorry. Because yeah, of no this, problem. sorry, I lost my vape. Yes. Oh no, it's okay. Um, We're good. So, so because of this huge rise in Victoria era mysticism, we also start to see an even bigger rise in the skepticism surrounding the occult. So, even though some of the people okay. demonstrating the physical and magical abilities may have been the real deal, there were almost there were more than likely just as many people that weren't, um, and that were actually frauds. So, because of this, uh, fact checking quote-unquote society, was created in order to investigate and possibly debunk some of the claims being made by these people. So the Society for Psychical Research was founded in 1882 by a group of intellectuals uh, claiming to... I think I repeated this twice. No, I didn't. Okay, the Society for Psychical Research was founded in 1882 by a group of intellectuals trying to investigate claims of spiritualism, mediumship, and mesmerism. We see them play a huge role in debunking different people, or at least trying to, such as the Fox sisters. And then we also see prominent figures, such as Harry Houdini, trying to debunk Mm -hmm. flim flammers in his lifetime. Um, <laughs> oh, so cute. Mm-hmm. That is so cute. It's so oh, cute. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. So Harry Houdini, in his own words, said, It takes a flim flammer to catch a flim flammer. That is very true. True words have never been too. spoken. Yep. Yep. Oh, my God. You can, yep, 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 yep. You can point out an asshole out of the crowd if you are an asshole if yourself. If you are that an asshole true. yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Two words, indeed, have never been spoken. Wow. <laughs> also, um, speaking of assholes, I can totally understand why you said the Society of Psychic Research is kind of a bummer. So, yeah, I, yeah, I guess they just try to debunk everyone. I see what you're saying. And, like, you the know name what? sounds so cool. Because if you first yeah. hear that without knowing what they're doing, what their mission statement is, yeah. You're like, fuck yeah, I want to join a society for psychical research. That sounds awesome. awesome. That sounds like for my sure. dream fucking job. I will join the yeah. society. But then you yeah. like start, it's like Scientology. Like you think it's all science at first, but then you see oh. people are being brainwashed left and right. Please don't sue That's me, true. Scientology. I also don't want stalkers That's outside true. my door. Thank you. Yeah, um, that is fair. That is fair. Dang. Yeah, it's like, you know, I, I will join them if they're like, haha, we're like the Scooby-Doo gang. And uh, we're going to go around and be cool, be mm-hmm. cool, and just, like, solve some mysteries. Exactly. But if they're, like, if they're the ones that, like, crab walk because they have their heads shoved up their asses and, like, you know, just to call everyone frauds, I don't yeah. want to be part of that group. Like, I don't want to yeah. be part of that group. I don't think so either. Aside from the Fox sisters and Madame Lovatsky, who were, like, two of like the biggest people that you wanted to see back then, there were also practicing occultists that were forming like their own societies and stuff, such as Aleister Crowley. And they were also a big deal back then. Um, people 
especially in America, would see would like pay serious money to see some of these people live. So like whenever the Fox sisters and Lavatsky were touring, like a lot of people were paying more than those 25 cents. Um, Interesting. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay. So they were like the Beatles. They were the <laughs> like Beatles. Stars. Yeah. Okay, cool. They were the Spookies. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. Wow. How interesting. Mm-hmm. What a level of fame. Okay. Right? Oh, to only be that hmm. famous. But, yeah. right? <sighs> I wish. Seances and Ouija board sessions went from being something that you witnessed in the Victorian era to something that you would basically have as a household item during the 60s, which is when these boards were starting to be marketed as toys for children. I mean, during the Victorian era, these people were using the boards for date nights so they could touch hands and get off like after, you know, like, Oh, golly oh me. My God. I touched was Margaret's like a... pinky tonight. I'm just going to jack off as soon as I get home. Oh. oh. <laughs> Gross. Wow. <gasps> so this was like a way. Oh, this was like a, oh, like an uh, an, an activity aphrodisiac, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. Oh. Ooh. Uh, demon isn't the only one reaching up to touch somebody to possess another soul Succubuses tonight. and incubuses mm. can uh, move on over. I'm in line tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I'm first. I'm here first. (laughs) Oh, I see. How funny. Oh, Mm -hmm. how fun. (laughs) Yeah. I love the Victorian era. Oh, I'm going to decorate my house. Yeah, I'm going to be in a, I'm going to decorate my gigantic manor, my Victorian manor, because of course I have to buy one. Um, And it's going to look like a a modern day Victorian cult house. It's going to be great. That occult. sounds great. Occult. Occult. With an O, not an A. Occult. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Occult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the spiritual movement. <laughs> <laughs> so seances and Ouija board sessions went from being something witnessed in the Victorian era to something you would have as basically a household item when these fucking boards started being marketed towards children in the 60s. <laughs> That's so weird. It's so weird. Why the shift? I have to look into that. Yeah, I I should have looked into that. But it's fine. In the 60s, these boards were literally being mass produced in toy stores as toys for children. I was writing this last night and I was like, no wonder the world is such shit today, man. Little Jimmy and Lisa (laughs) were fucking opening demonic portals, demonic gateways into hell by asking the Ouija board if Julia had cooties. Oh my God. You know what, Bev, that makes so much sense because mm -hmm. if there was like ever a boom of like really weird cryptids in like the, the, uh, what is this, uh, 70s or 80s or whatever, it's because those little fuckers in the 60s and 50s. Those little fuckers were opening gateways to the other side. Yes. Yes. But that was in the 60s. Closer to the end of the 20th century, many people actually ended up associating it with demonology and satanic practices, such as during the satanic panic. So, gotcha. that, that was my connection. a very, very, mm-hmm. very, emphasis on very, brief history mm-hmm. of the occult. Just like my very, 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 very brief history of Freemasonry. <laughs> so, oh, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> 
So each of these time periods could honestly have their own deep dive episodes, but I'm not going to do that to you guys just yet. Um, If you guys do want a deep dive on like the the different time periods and what they had to do with the occult, you can let me know. But um, I'm just not going to go into what ancient beliefs were for now. Um, What I will be focusing on, though, is the Victorian era and the spiritualist movement. So I'll be looking further into mediumship, divination, and scrying, and the Society for Psychical Research between the 19th and 20th centuries. Uh, Before we get started on those three topics, I'll just kind of be giving you like three different definitions. So the first is mediumship. um, And mediumship is the practice of communicating with familiar spirits and other spirits of the dead. So... Those who practice um, mediumship are also known as mediums, and they typically fulfill their practices through seances, Ouija boards, and scrying. Scrying is the process of looking at a medium, so not a human, but an instrument, so like a like a physical medium, um, in order to in order to detect significant messages or visions. Uh, so kind of like looking into a bowl of water or a crystal ball. A good way to think about this is in Harry Potter where they're looking into the water and they kind of like zoom in through it. You know what I mean? Or he sticks his head and goes into a memory. Kind of like that, only less cool. Or like, so yeah, like, or like Galadriel um, in like the end of like the the second or like the last half of uh, the Fellowship of the Ring movie. Yeah, 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. We're all in it together. My Mm -hmm. other, our nerds, bring it together. I love it. (laughs) I love it. That's a good one. I still haven't seen it. I have to watch it. Um, we'll watch it together, I swear. We're going to make a video yeah. on it. You're welcome. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> First reaction. <laughs> um, so scrying. Uh, so it's kind of like looking into a bowl of water. So like in Harry Potter or like Caladriel. Um, yes. Or a crystal ball like you typically see fortune tellers doing. Where they're like, ooh, let me see yeah. your future in this crystal ball. Another powerful scrying medium is hypnosis. So if you've ever been hypnotized, that's a form of scrying because you're kind of looking into someone's mind, right? So like you're... Wow. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. And then the last definition is divination, which is a different Mm. way of attempting to gain insight into a situation or question by way of practice or ritual. So many people tend to group together fortune telling and divination. However, they are different. So divination has processes that are more like ritualistic and are significantly more formal. Fortune telling is more personal and is not nearly as ritualistic as divination. Um, A good example of divination, again, taking it back to Harry Potter, is Professor Trelawney with the tea leaves. Yeah. divination so like you drink the tea the way the tea leaves are set out like you can interpret it different ways you're looking into your future that way um gotcha yeah and it's a little bit more ritualistic like you kind of have to really like sit down with yourself have some inner peace meditate like really get into that headspace where you can be more intuitive and in touch oh, with what people call spirit right um yes so huh. okay yeah I, and then fortune telling is more personal and not nearly as ritualistic as divination am i too quiet am i too far away from the mic 
No, you're doing great. No. Mine? Okay. No. Okay. 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 <laughs> Just double Listener, check. In. Are you too close to the mic? Double check yourself right now. We'll give you three seconds. One, two, three, go. Yes. Okay. Okay. I think they're great. Fine. Okay. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> thank you for your participation. All right. Back to the story. <laughs> Back to the story. All right. So, uh, ancient Greeks and Mesoamericans. Uh, Mesoamericans are the Aztecs, the Mayans, the Incas, etc. So everyone in thank you, you know, uh, Central and South mm-hmm. America, yes. like all of the ancient civilizations, they used divination mm-hmm. as a means of communicating and receiving important messages from the gods. Uh, so again, with the Greeks, they had um, the oracles that they would go to, and they would ask them, like kings and queens and stuff, and rulers would ask them to tell their future. Uh, and that's where we got like all those cool um, Greek epics of, you know, like um, pretty sure it was the Odyssey or the Iliad, where it's okay. like prophe- prophesized, I believe. Am I thinking of the wrong uh, thing? Uh, I don't know, but I think I'm... there's Explain a story. There's like a Greek story where it's prophesized that someone's gonna die. They try like forever in a day to like make it not come true, and then it comes true. So like people thought these oracles oh, had like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. crazy insight into the future whereas they probably were just mm-hmm. kind of like with the crossroads game if it's spoken into existence yes. and you're constantly thinking about it you're manifesting it and that's how these things came to be oh just i see that's fair <laughs> that's fair hey we're gonna go off of that if that logic and reasoning i'm just saying there might be a story out there but I'm, if an oracle ever tells you that you're going to kill your, I think, kill your dad and then fuck your mom, don't think about it because it might come true one day. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yep. Just saying. Yep. Just saying. But yep. oracles are weird, man. So don't bring, yeah, don't speak that into existence. If it doesn't yeah. resonate, just let it go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, continue. So in these three civilizations, Divination was exclusive to oracles and priests and everyday people couldn't perform these rituals or request like insight into their futures. Um, They couldn't request a reading. It was almost only exclusive to those on war councils and in positions of leadership. Um, Also, Queen Elizabeth used divination a lot and like scrying to look into what kind of paths she should take like against her enemies. Um, wow. So she had someone that they okay. mm-hmm, that they uh, reached out to when kind of helped them do that. Um, <gasps> Amazing. Mm-hmm. So how did these practices evolve from their uses in ancient civilizations to long island island medium? I, yeah, I, island long island medium. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, that <laughs> sounded so with weird. The hair and the yeah. death nails. I loved it. <laughs> I like said island, island. It was weird. I'm sorry, but let yeah. me tell you, the spiritualist yes. movement is said to have some started somewhere around the 1840s, and it reached its peak around the early 20th century, so around the 1910s or so. Um, and ultimately, oh. its downfall, or quote unquote downfall, came about in the 1920s. This movement was prominent in Europe. However, it became an even larger spiritual movement in the Americas, um, specifically in the United States, ultimately being coined a religion, quote unquote, and getting its own term 
quote unquote American spiritualism. Keep oh in- wow! Mm-hmm. <gasps> wow, we took a wow. We yeah, we really held on to it and ran. We wow, we ran with the wind. Fucking, <laughs> they took off and they did not stop. They're like, this is a religion now, and like Jeez. so many people joined it. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, wow. So keep in mind that when this movement began, it was pre-Civil War era in America, um, which the Civil War lasted from 1861 to 1865, and the spiritualist movement started in the 1840s. Um, Hmm. Also, I was, so I asked you this yesterday on Discord. This is why I asked it. I cannot believe the Civil War happened less than 200 years ago. Yep, yep, yep. That's amazing. I, as soon as you had mentioned the Civil War, I was like, first off, that's why you mentioned the, the, the mm-hmm. comment in Discord. And yeah, no, I can't believe that was not that long ago. At not all, even 200 mm-hmm. years. Yeah, that's like, what, maybe four generations of our families ago, mm-hmm. of our ancestors ago? Mm-hmm. That's, just, that's, just, that's not far back at all. It's crazy. It's yeah, insane. it really is. I can't believe oh, such little time has passed. Like, that's absolutely wild to me. But around the yeah. time that the war was in full swing, spiritualism was also in full swing. And the reason being was that people's loved ones would never be coming back home because they were going to war. Oh! Mm-hmm. Ow! Mm-hmm. Owie, 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 ow, my heart. Why would you do that to me? Yeah. Ow! Uh, ow! Mm-hmm. Hold on. Uh, I have to stop this <gasps> before we go on. Um, I don't know if that's a little lyrics, okay. but I think it's right. I have um. no idea. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about, but I love it. Okay, I held F to hold, to stop bleeding, but okay, it is a successful move. All right, I rolled the hold L to ah, stop man. bleeding. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Ah, that really hurt my heart. And then everyone was looking for a way to like get closure from their loved ones because they were mm-hmm. all dying. Ah, yeah. that just hurts my heart so badly. Ow. Ooh. Yeah. The spiritual Ow, okay. movement uh, was like their way of holding on to hope that they could get in contact with their lost human once more. It damn yeah, it's just so painful. It's like when you play the Ouija board, and you're like, "Hey, Grandpa, are you there?" But it's fucking Zozo yes. being like, "Yes, Jim, it is me, your Love Grandpa, me. your Grandpapa," <laughs> and then Love fucking Jim falls for it. <laughs> Right, right? And then his girlfriend's like, I don't know, she might be into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Call back to that sex joke. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, but I think the popularity mainly increased because, especially in America, because of the Civil War. So they they wanted a way to talk sense, to their though. husbands and, like, sons and lost ones once more. And, and if there Dang. were, like, people out there that could do it without it looking taboo then they could go and They're get some help that way. So Aww, man, gee whiz. Mm-hmm. Oh, golly it's gee. crazy. Wow. Um, <laughs> so the spiritualist movement was basically founded by the Fox sisters, or I guess founded isn't really the right word, but they're the reason ignited? that we view it as we do today. Yeah, they ignited the movement. There we go. Mm-hmm. They were the fire mm-hmm. under everyone else's asses, and they're like, 
get in touch <laughs> with the spirits. They are trying to talk to you. So the yeah. Fox sisters, if you don't They're, know who they the are. OG weird girls. The OG weird. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. The OG weird mm-hmm. girls. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, we can make merch out of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. One second. Let me just, and marked. Okay. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Are you are? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so if you don't know who the Fox sisters are, they were 15 year old Maggie and and 11 and a half year old Kate Fox, who are two sisters born and raised in New York. According to the Smithsonian article linked in the show notes, the two sisters would hear rapping. So rapping is basically just like knocking or tapping um, on their walls in their tiny little farmhouse room. Um, mm. Yeah, their mom was a hardcore believer like me and she didn't even stop to consider that perhaps they were making it up which if i had kids and they told me they heard knocking i would grab my kids and get the fuck out of that house because i'm like i'm not dealing with no demons today like no thank you we are leaving we're going to cold stone and we're going to forget about the atrocities that have just happened in our house (laughs) thank you very much amen i wouldn't even stop to investigate it like, nope, we're going to teach him to Nile at a young age, mm-hmm. and this is going to stop right now. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Wow. I, yeah, I agree with you 110%. Yep. I mean, Absolutely. it's the only way to deal with that type of situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Serial. Yeah. Come on, we're not dealing with that. So. Mm-mm. I do the same thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. The mom believed everything that she was hearing, but the dad was more skeptical. But ultimately, the matriarch of the house trumps. And she says we're getting the fuck out, but you're getting the fuck out. So (laughs) uh, they ended up abandoning ship and they like abandoned that house and they, they, they quickly moved out of there and she ended up shipping off uh, Maggie and Kate to live with their oldest sister, Leah. (sighs) Wow. Okay. Maybe there's a little bit of, Wow. Okay, maybe there's a little bit of a uh, little bit of too much in there. Mm-hmm. Okay, I wouldn't go on that far. More of the story, but okay, we'll see where the story goes. Continue. Yeah, I won't, um, I won't say anything more. No, no worries. You That's any little thought that comes to your head, <laughs> you go on and tell me. I love hearing it. Thank you. I'm forming theories right now, but I, I, it's too soon to speak of. So <laughs> I need more information. Tell me more information. <laughs> Give me the evidence. I got you. I got you. Thank um, you. So. Let's see. So, so the article, this Smithsonian article stated, the story might have died there were it not for the fact that Rochester was a hotbed for reform and religious activity. The same vicinity, the Finger Lakes region of New York State, gave birth to both Mormonism and Millerism, which was the precursor to Seventh-day Adventism. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Wow. Oh, wow. So this thing might have never actually happened if they had not been in that area. If they had not been, like, handed off to their older sister. (laughs) Yeah. Who lived in, like, an area where, like, everyone thought that was super cool and, like, they were into stuff like Mm -hmm. that. That's amazing. Okay. Wow. This is just another, like, little fluke It's like today's Portland. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. For real, though. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. God, how the world is just so fragile. Continue. It's really cool. Hmm. Um, Amazing. Let's see. So Leah saw what their sisters, what her sisters were capable of. And overnight they went from living in a shack in New York to living the American dream. They ended up touring 
all over the country and they made so much money doing it too because again there were like their shows were selling out so yeah when leah first started marketing her sister's like psychical abilities isaac and amy post ended up stumbling across them so isaac and amy these two people were described as pillars of the community and they were intrigued to say the least (laughs) which led them Mm -hmm. to ask the three sisters to demonstrate their abilities and demonstrate they did so this was around the time that the psychical society for research started being established is Mm -hmm. so so that's the time when isaac and amy post uh discovered them all right Mm. so leah allegedly ended up speaking to their daughter who had recently passed away oh my i am putting a very very strong emphasis on allegedly personally i'm inclined to believe that this contact was not real um but rather they were way they're like they were like in too deep like way too deep and they had to continue with their bullshit so as to not be caught and labeled as frauds back then because then they would lose all their money um i i do wholeheartedly believe that there are people out there that can communicate with spirits and can communicate with like otherworldly things true like there are people that can do that but i do not believe these three girls were them Oh, yeah. Um, Sometimes there's just lines you shouldn't cross. Yeah. You know? Like, proclaiming to talk to someone's dead child. That's fucked up. Yeah. That is messed up. weird. Yeah. Um, Wow. It's it's just so fucked up. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But something I will say is that skeptics back then were actually much worse than what they are today. Um, So for a little backstory, once the three sisters proved that they could talk to the other side in that assembly hall that was sold out in New York, um, they freaking, sorry, I'm going to rewind. Once the three sisters proved that they could talk to the other side after having spoken to Amy and Isaac's dead daughter, Ah, they, they, as an Amy and Isaac, ended up renting out a huge hall in Rochester, New York where over 400 people came to witness the paranormal activity. So to put this into perspective, let's say just for fuck's sake that the tickets to that show were 25 cents back then. Okay. Yeah. Which equates to roughly $10 today. That is $4,000 in today's money in one night. Wow. One night. Wow. That's amazing. That's, That's amazing. It was probably sold out and everything. Wow. Just because of that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh my. Oh my. It's fucking insane. It's knocking fuck. Yeah, no, that is. That's wow. Art is lucrative. Art is, Art is lucrative. lucrative. We've said it before and we'll say it again. Art is lucrative. Yeah. We should just make that into a sticker. 110%. It is on the list. So copyright on that merch, please. And thank I'm going to start working on going down that list. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'll add them to the. I'll add them to the page. Fuck yeah! <laughs> Heck yeah! Oh, all right. So amazing. Four hundred people came to witness a paranormal activity. Am I screaming into the mic? No, you're good. No, okay. So they came no. to witness the paranormal activity, and after the mm-hmm. demonstration was over, the three sisters had to go to a dressing chamber in the back, so a dressing room, 
And they had to disrobe themselves in front of a committee of skeptics so as to prove they weren't lying. I was going to write committing a hoax, but that I'm not sure if that's the right terminology. That also sounds like they're committing something illegal. Yeah, so that's weird, but I can see why. Okay, but okay, I'll let you finish. Um, I don't know. According to the article as well, ultimately around 1888, so years down the line, Kate Fox denied that any of their abilities were ever real and that they had been lying. Um, allegedly the two sisters, the two younger sisters, so Kate and, uh, Maggie felt that they were being exploited by Leah. And when she cut the, like the touring cold Turkey, they ended up falling into and perpetuating their vices leading to alcoholism. Um, but to kind of touch on like the hoaxes that they talked about, the, the reasoning she gave to like everything being fake was that it all started with their mom and they would do like knocking just to kind of scare her and piss her off. Oh, and no. they had like, I think it was like an apple or something that would hit a wall and they ended up bringing their neighbor over and the neighbor tried to debunk it and couldn't. So they believed it and they like abandoned ship and left the house because it was haunted. Quote, wow. Unquote, haunted. Um, sure. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. So they ended up falling into alcoholism and eventually they, all three of them just kind of, died quietly um i dang yeah but that is the birth of american mysticism and the american spiritualist movements other iconic figures during this era again are uh helena blavatsky who's also known as madame blavatsky who ended up writing many influential spiritualist papers and was also believed to be a 500-year-old witch that could conjure money at will. I wish I was a 500-year-old witch that could just fucking conjure. You know how rich I would be? Bitch, I wish. Yeah. Oh, my I'd God. I'd be so yeah, rich right yeah. now. I'd live uh, uh, in a nice boathouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Marina Del Rey. Oh, I could afford it. Fuck yeah. God. I, I wish I, oh man, just, okay, the title alone makes me want to be a 500-year-old witch. Mm-hmm. And I get to just summon money at will, and I can just create it out of thin air. Alchemy. Who? Yeah, yeah no, I would love that. No, that would be really cool. <laughs> yeah, no, I would that love that. No, that's going to be my new title. That's best, what I'm going to live to be. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm going to manifest that. I'm going to manifest that. Fuck yeah. 500-year-old witch. Absolutely. And just manifest money at will. I love it. <laughs> um, yes, I love it. Yeah, so Madame Blavatsky, who was a influential spiritualist writer and was also believed to be a 500-year-old witch that could conjure money at will. Andrew Jackson Davis, Bless. who was an alleged clairvoyant. And then Sarah Winchester, who was allegedly Ooh. really into seances and convening with the spirits. Um, we'll do a whole episode yeah. on her and her mystery house. Absolutely. Someday in the we can future. Also react to the movie. They have a movie made out of it. I've heard not so great things, but I really want to watch it. Me too. Mm-hmm. Oh, me too. Oh, can we just make fun of it the entire time? Oh, please. I'm so Join down. Me with this. I'm so okay. down. Okay, great, 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 great. Yes. Oh, I can't wait. That sounds ah! awesome. <laughs> yes. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. All right. So, um, let's see. Aside from the figures, there were also many quote unquote secret societies, secret occult societies that cropped up during this time. And the membership to oh. some of the 
already established occult societies ended up like exponentially increasing because people wanted to be part of like the it crowd, you know? Um, sure, absolutely. During Market this, your, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. During this movement, people were also just like morbidly curious about life after death. And a lot of people like Alistair yeah. Crowley went to extreme lengths to get answers. So, oh boy. Yeah. Oh no. They okay. really went like we head go. first into this. <laughs> Um, okay yeah so it said that many figures during the spiritualist movement era used scrying and divination in order to communicate with other other worldly spirits um some Mm. would communicate through knocks and sounds so kind of like the fox sisters uh whereas others would communicate through ouija boards and cards and by cards i mean like tarot cards um Regardless gotcha. of how okay. they posed their communication, there was one goal in mind. Give onlookers quote-unquote answers they are seeking and provide any unfinished business that these spirits had. Okay. So Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, uh, like hmm. mentioned earlier, there were definitely people that were the real deal. I mean, there's no way that every single person that came up during this time was a fraud. Like, the, the chances mm-hmm. of that being true are just so low. Right. There's no way everyone's a fraud. Okay. Someone has to be telling the truth. Right. Um, I've seen it in movies Exactly. Before. All right. So, there were definitely people that were the real deal. I mean, there's no way... I already said that. So, as we've seen throughout history, as something gains popularity, mm-hmm. those snake oil salesmen really start to come out of the woodworks. There were people... Ah, yeah. Mm-hmm, there were the John R. Brinkley's of the spiritualist movement. So Ooh, there were people... great callback. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you haven't listened to that, go listen to episode six. It's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Quick plug. Um, there were people that were starting to hop onto this bandwagon, and they were telling people that they were also spiritual mediums with all sorts of abilities but only did so in order to bring in the massive amounts of money that were associated with this religion. So, oh. because of this uh, mm. fuck up, what ended up happening? Yeah. As more and more people started to lie about their abilities and fool the public, skeptics and intellectuals alike felt the need to come together and debunk all the hoaxes and basically save people some money. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know what? That is fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is true. This mainly worked in Europe. Uh, I, I forgot to write it down, but there's a quote in one of the articles that says that they tried to help yes. some of the American um, onlookers <gasps> debunk this, but like they're just too pr- they're like too keen to waste their money. <laughs> I oh, thought it was dang. so funny. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know what? Though I understand that. Mm-hmm. Though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see. I get it, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bless them. Thank you. I would be the same way. I'd be like, no, I'm you know enjoying what? this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Nothing's changed. Exactly. So, hey, at least I know still things global. are the same as they were then. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. But that, that's money to my ears as a as a businesswoman. Mm-hmm. So, as you are. As you Beverly. are. <laughs> mm. Um. <laughs> All right. So the Society for Psychical Research, which was mentioned earlier, and that will be referred to as SPR going forward, was founded in 1882 by a group of intellectuals from Trinity College looking to research and possibly debunk many of these claims. 
So after the original society was created in England, the American Society for Psychical Research was founded in 1885. Their original goal. Okay. So like the original goal of both societies was to, Mm. um, as described by Cambridge University Library, was to quote unquote, investigate, expose, and reproduce fake psychic effects. Um, So... Yeah, so clearly they were of the same mindset. Yeah, there are probably mm-hmm. real spiritualists out there, but most of these motherfuckers be lying. So, <laughs> yeah, they do. By the research and the reproduction of these effects, you can kind of see like the research method coming through. Um, so Ooh. you form a hypothesis, you test it, you try to reproduce it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. That was the mission statement, okay? And they ended up focusing on six areas of study when it was first uh, when it was first founded, which ended up including mesmerism, mediumship, haunted houses, and seances. Um, the other two I could not find definitions on, so I just kind of skipped them. Okay, mm-hmm. that's fair. So that is valid. Yeah, don't state the info. Let it known that it, it is there, but don't go into details because we don't know it. Yeah, we don't Got know it. it. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So, uh, although their original intentions were good, um, again, investigating, exposing, and reproducing fake psychic effects, some of their methods were questionable at best, um, and did end up putting a huge damper on occult practices. For example. Oh, no. Okay. mm -hmm. In order to debunk the Fox sisters, they had them undress in the dressing room, if you remember from earlier. First question. In the 1800s, wasn't nudity, like, illegal? I have no (laughs) idea. Like, it wasn't a thing, you know? Like, you couldn't see a woman in her knickers and her... I don't... Yeah, I think it was probably, like, definitely... Yeah, depending on, like, the state and jurisdiction and everything. There's probably, like, local laws. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, this was for scientific purposes. True. Because they are a society. And if they do sign up for it, like, maybe consenting participants in this, they might. True. There might have been some flexibility there. I don't know. There's many, many routes that you can go down. That but is true. I, I'm just speculating wildly. I'm hoping it was just down to their underwear. Yeah, me too. It's I'm just, hoping. like, I don't, I don't want, I don't. I imagine, like, a group of grown men watching, like, two young girls naked. That's just weird. Disgusting. Yeah, yeah Disgusting. I agree. I agree. Yucks. Yeah. Okay. Ugh. Yeah. Um, well, mm-hmm. regardless if it was full frontal or if it was just down yeah. to the chonies, it was still fucking rude. <laughs> I mean, I get it. People, yeah. like, women back then especially could hide a whole lot of bullshit underneath their dresses. So I see, oh, for sure. I can see mm. why they would want them to disrobe themselves, but was it really necessary? They're just having fun. Yeah, yeah, I have like, many questions. I don't, don't take mm. it so seriously, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so mm. that was the case of the, Hawk, of the Fox sisters. Um, another huge criticism that surrounds the SPR is the Hodgson Report, which did more good than bad. Um, yeah, if you don't know what the Hodgson report is, basically Richard, Richard Hodgson was an SPR member from the get go. So from when it was first established, Mm -hmm. 
and he was sent to oh. India in 1884 on a special mission. He had to address and investigate Madame Blavatsky's accounts of materialization and mediumship. So to kind of give this some backstory, she was claiming that letters were materializing from the other side written by the Mahatmas. Um, The Mahatmas is like translated. It basically means masters or adepts. They're like psychical otherworldly beings that lived in like some part of India, I believe. Um, Ah, like, I see. In a parallel okay, universe. Like little spirits. Yeah. They were basically like telling her things that she needed to know, like different stuff like that. Um, but she was claiming that these were materializing from the other side, um, addressed to both Blavatsky and her religion. So uh, theosophy, I believe it was. According mm. to encyclopedia.com, these letters began to mysteriously appear all over the place and they appeared for different recipients as well. So upon Hodgson's arrival to India, which is where the base was located, uh, the Theosophy base, um, he got to work. According to the Hodgson report, he found a shrine with a false back and trap doors in which people in, in which people would then deliver the handwritten letters and they would mysteriously appear to be found the next morning. He also did handwriting oh, analysis and found that the handwriting in the letters was the same as Blavatsky's handwriting in her personal letters. But <gasps> something that we know today is that, like, handwriting analysis is kind of fake. Like, yeah, you got it. Yeah, that's yeah. like, that's, yeah. So I'm you debunking can, Yeah, that. that's not the greatest. <laughs> yeah, that's not the most yeah. reliable, but mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. so there's been, like, a lot of criticisms against the SBR, especially because of, that, because of this. It's like... Something I kind of want to touch on here is even if these letters weren't materializing out of thin air, um, like Madame Blavatsky mm-hmm. was claiming, there is still mm-hmm. such thing as uh, uh, automatic writing, which is where you kind of just oh I see lower your spiritual walls and sorry hold on there yeah I don't know. Um, it's where you lower your like spiritual boundaries, your spiritual walls, and then you let something right through you, basically. So like you hold the pen. It's kind of like that ghost game you told us about, where you like dress the basket up, except it's <gasps> yeah, the spirits writing through you. So I see. What's mm-hmm. stopping people? What like even if sh- even if these didn't materialize from the other side, if they were yes. still written by Sorry, her so through so. automatic writing, that's still cool, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, no, yeah, and like I feel like there's really no way to prove or disprove that, but um, yeah, yeah. So there have been crit- that, yeah, yeah. I wonder what their tests were. Yeah, now I'm like kind of mm-hmm. like curious. Yeah. So um, other criticisms against them have also been based on their debunking criteria because so many people think that it's too black and white, whereas spiritualism and mediumship are not so black and white. Like there's a lot of gray area in those subjects. Many people, I don't know, some, uh, blah, 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 where spiritualism and mediumship are not, some, uh, some people are more receptive than others. And it doesn't necessarily mean that one person is a fraud and the other isn't. It's not that easy. Yeah. Like many people, including prior members of the SVR have accused other members of not being objective, which was like the whole point of the creation of the society in the first place. Like they wanted to be objective. They wanted to replicate these things if they could, 
Um, they wanted to debunk it if they could, and they wanted to expose frauds if they could. It wasn't just to expose people. Like, if there is some paranormal, oh. supernatural, supernormal, whatever, occurrence, they could still address yeah. that and be like, hey, we can't explain that. That might be the real thing. Yeah. But okay. many people that have joined and continue to join aren't doing so objectively and they're rather going in just to prove something to themselves. So if you're doing research, oh, shit. like rule number yeah. one is to be objective. Like it's science 101. You learn that yes. in every single science class when you're forming your hypothesis, etc. You can't go in with the set idea of how your research is going to go, you know, because then it's just skewed. Yep. And it's not real. Exactly. Exactly. So exactly. That's a beautiful way to put. Yes, ab absolutely. A elegant way of explaining that, my darling. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I learned wow, something in college. That's amazing. <laughs> Heck yeah. Oh, we proved so many things. Yeah. We are so extra smart. Extra smart. We are the butts. smartest. We are farmers. Bum ba dum bum 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 bum. So <laughs> um <laughs> let's see. So something I would like to touch on here before we wrap things up mm. is that I think many of these spiritualists probably did have some sort of connection to the spiritual realm, um, whether it was super mm -hmm. apparent or not. Um, sure. I've seen spirits before. I'm not over here claiming to be a psychic, though, or a medium. Mm -hmm. I'm not. Yeah. And I'm never going to claim to be right. that. And, you know, like, I'm sure you've experienced things kind of like uh, what you told me a couple of weeks ago where you were doing, like, your own inner work and, like, you've you know, the thing in the stairs. Yep. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So the like creepy a... shit. Oh yeah. I totally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I get like, you get like those really weird feelings and shit and you're like, something's watching me now or like, so yeah. Like, no, you always have like those like gut instincts out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Listen to those. Listen just, to those. They just feel weird. Listen to mm. your gut instincts. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Exactly. And I say to do that because my, my grandmother who studied the metaphysical shit and i think at one point in time she was into the witchy stuff too she always used to tell me to always trust your gut regardless but then she would like leave it on a cliffhanger and i never understood why so i can't tell if she was fucking with me or maybe just maybe i come from a long line of witches we'll see i'll let you know more on it later i'm figuring that out i'm hoping it's she would a ladder like people's me too. Oh my God. How cool would that be? And she would do like people's star charts and everything. Like she knew how to do that. Like I have my own little star. I'm going to, I'm going to frame them. Yeah. They're really cute. Yeah. It's really awesome. Yeah. Wanda was like super into Wanda. Yeah. <gasps> There's no way she's not a witch. I know. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. So like, I want to name my child Wanda. That's so cool. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> like some people, can see spirits and other people can't like some sure. people are more in touch with their intuition and like their gut feelings whereas other people aren't and like the people that are in touch with their gut feelings may not be able to see spirits and vice versa you know so like there's no yeah, black and white or like wrong or right way to be in tune with yourself and like the other side um and there is no mm -hmm. wrong or right way to do like occult practices unless you're over here sacrificing human beings or animals like Maybe that's the yeah. wrong way, you know, but that's your own prerogative. Sure. We're not encouraging you to kill people. Don't take it that the wrong yep. way. We are not professionals. Thank you. But absolutely. Also, karma is a bigger bitch than you are. So always mm -hmm. remember that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Karma is a bitch. Um, yep. She hits harder. Yeah. So like during the spiritual movement, movement, do I think 
that all of these people were talking to the dead and materializing ectoplasm out of thin air? No. That's ridiculous. Like, there's no way, if there's 100 mediums during this time, there's no way all 100 of them could do that. Do I think some of them could? Absolutely. 100% absolutely. I'm not going to rule everything out. Like, there's there's no way all of them were fake. That's just stupid to to think that way, you know? Like... I mean, like, there could be, but there's, like, a really, like, there's, like, a decent chance that there might be one of them that's telling the truth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You never know. Mm-hmm. You have to look at that. There's always a, a possibility. Nothing's exactly. impossible. And, like, we don't know everything in this world, you know? So, like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, why are we just cutting all of these possibilities out without even taking them into account? But. Yeah. Bev, speaking the truth. Speak the true, true. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, I think everyone is at least like a tiny bit in tune with the spiritual realm, you know, trying to be too analytic about it, about it, um, takes the fun out of it. And ultimately Mm. you just have to take the messages that resonate with you and leave the ones that don't. Um, so let's just, for example, let's talk about tarot for a second. If you're doing tarot or Oracle cards or meditating, let's say you're doing tarot. If you pull the card and see death and you freak out, two things. First of all, maybe do a little bit more research on the cards because death is not a bad card. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. it can be a little striking to see that, just like first pull off the bat. But if you look yeah. into it, it's not a bad thing. Second of all, try That's to keep right. an yeah. open mind. Like, just because... Yeah. Um, there's like a set definition for what the death card is or what the moon card is or what this Oracle card says, take whatever message you get from it, like intuitively and apply that to yourself. If it resonates again, you don't have to take everything that you hear and apply it to your life. Like you wouldn't do that. Like, I don't know with anything else. So like, why would you do that with the occult? You know? Yeah. Just oh, absolutely. a little change. Yeah. Like for example, <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no. And as an example of that, like death is just death doesn't mean like someone died. Death is can also mean like the end of something. Rebirth. So like the end of yeah, rebirth. Yeah, it's a new start. It's an end of something old and and the beginning of something something new. new. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So like, and then it can just apply to like any points of your life. And from like, I don't know, if you're gonna go real morbid, like the death of a loved one, or the ending of a friendship, with the ending of like a relationship, mm-hmm. um, the uh, uh, something small, like, I don't know, the end of eating fast food, and now you're going to be a health nut, you know, type of thing. Like, there's like different forms of don't freak out for anything. And it can be very small and tiny, minute. So like, that's what how like tarot should be. Like, Absolutely. Viewed. Yeah, it's a <sighs> tool for I working on like yourself that. and receiving messages that you need to hear from your own mind mm-hmm. or from the universe, depending yes. on what you believe. Yeah. I'm not telling yes. you what's right or wrong. It's not mm-hmm. set in stone. Okay. Mm-hmm. So just like the tarot or Oracle readers on YouTube, like some of the ones that we mentioned earlier, like Kino and, um, E. Aso. Like, mm-hmm. like you said earlier, they're just over here mm-hmm. giving you really good advice. Like they're giving you yeah. nice messages. If it like all of these people say, if it resonates with you, take it. If it doesn't, 
Yes. You don't have to take it. Like this is not set in stone. So I don't know. You're fine. So just like in the American spiritualist movement. Yeah. Maybe some of them were faking it, but if it's over here giving you hope, is it such a bad thing? I mean, obviously if they're taking your money, I think, yeah, it's, it's kind of horrible that they're doing that. And especially Mm -hmm. if they're pretending to talk to your dead daughter, that's horrible. Yeah. But other than yeah, that, like if you, yeah, there's a lot of morals applied. Yeah. yeah. If they're mm-hmm. not doing it with the intention of making millions, if they're over here like telling you something that you need to hear, it's not that yeah, bad. Yeah. Like genuinely taking care of you. Yeah. yeah. And if they make a living off of that way, great. Then they're just, that's how I would look at them as like natural healers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they might have a PH, like that's what therapists are. They're doing magic. They're working the magic of the mind. And I feel like that's what tarot readers do too. But the good and sincere ones, that's how I view them. Therapists work I, the magic think... of the mind. Ooh, I'm going to flip yeah. that. <laughs> exactly. Look how like magical I am with whimsical with my words. I am a writer. <laughs> Thank you so much for noticing. You are the best writer. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. That was the history of the occult sort of. How um, exciting. Oh, wow. That was really wonderful. History leading up to the spiritualist movement in the 19th and 20th centuries. And then like a very brief touch on the 19th and 20th century spiritualist movement so that we can talk about episode 13 in two weeks. Holy shit. You're wow. This is like a Marvel movie. You're setting us up for the future. <laughs> how very exciting. Oh, I love this. Oh, how exciting. Um, oh, for those who, well, if you don't know what our strategy is for making notes, um, Bev does all of the odd number episodes and I do all of the even number episodes. This is an odd number episodes with Bev episode. It's Obviously, Bev episode. you know what I'm talking about. Bev centric. I'm over explaining things. <laughs> Bev's episode. Rachel's episode. Woo. Next week. And (laughs) uh, so we kind of just like do our own thing and then we react to each other's episodes. So like we like genuinely have like a a good reaction to like what we're saying. And um, so I'm very excited. So when I when you hear it and you're learning about it, I'm learning about it, too. That's a long story short. (laughs) (laughs) How fun and cool. All right. Cool. Hi, everyone. This is Bev. Um, So we had some recording difficulties here. So we actually lost like the last um, four to five minutes of this episode. So I'm just going to go ahead and wrap it up myself. So thank you guys so, so much for listening to our creepy stories and wild speculations. I know this was a hell of an episode. So if you're listening to this, like all the way to the end, you are one heck of a trooper. Send us a message. We'll give you a shout out. (laughs) Um, But this has been the Dark by Design podcast. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe and follow for more monstrous episodes released every Monday at midnight. You can also find more information about today's topic on the show's website at darkbydesignpodcast.com or on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok at darkbydesign underscore podcast. You can also listen to us on all of your favorite podcast streaming sites or watch the show on the YouTube channel if you want to watch our reactions. Um, And then also remember that this is a two-way relationship. So if you have any creepy encounters, ghost stories, personal true crime stories, or all around just weird shit that has ever happened to you, and you would like to share it with your fellow Coven members, then please DM us your story on socials or email us at darkbydesignpodcast at gmail.com and put listener story in the subject line. Um, We do prefer email over uh, like social media stories just so that we don't lose your story you know what i mean you know what i mean all right well 
thank you guys so much for listening. This has been Dark by Design, and I will see you, or we will see you, uh, next Monday. Bye! The world's most shocking monster. Never have you known such cringing terror, such sudden shocks.